Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. And welcome to episode 27 of the Talking Hockey Podcast. I'm Ty, and today we just have Eric and Martin. Luke decided to take the week off, um, so I hope I got this all set up correctly. Yeah, because otherwise we're going to be talking for 40 minutes, <laughs> lose all the audio. Uh, yeah, they, they trust me with this. Um, I don't know if that's a good idea or not, but anyway... We're going to be talking about some news of the week. Uh, Today, we had a bit of a trade, uh, Montreal picking up Jake Allen, Um, you know, talk about some other news. We also got TSN's trade bait board. There were some interesting names on there. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of, we kind of want to just talk about them and, you know, think of maybe potential destinations or trades for those guys and how realistic it is. Well, first off, I want to say that uh, we don't need producer Luke because we have producer Ty who has set everything up. That's right, bitches. So That's apparently right. uh, Luke is a replacement level player, and uh, we have a deep organization ready to fill in whenever uh, whenever's needed. So uh, good on That's us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm the call up, you know. <laughs> They've been developing me the past 27 weeks. <laughs> you're, an elite, you're an elite prospect getting brought up. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. Who needs Luke? I hope he hears this. Oh, he will hear this because he's... Yeah, they don't. Sure. You don't want me editing this yet. <laughs> okay, we, so we still need him for that. You're not time. You're you're yeah. more of a you're more of a backup. You're a backup goalie that we brought up right now. Yeah, but you're not ready for the full time. So we're gonna I, we're still gonna give Luke some minutes <laughs> until you're yeah. fully ready to go. I got a bit of work to do. You know, that's my uh, weakness at this time, right? You know, you got to keep working on, keep developing that part of my game. <laughs> hey Ty, yes. What did you think of our live? In the middle of the day, very drunk. Oh, <laughs> dude, that was incredible. That was the best thing I ever saw in my I was legitimately at, like working and I got the notification talking hockey is now live and it's just Martin fucking <laughs> live from the cottage. You guys wonder why you get shadow banned, eh? <laughs> Martin was like, I don't even know. I honestly I was so drunk at that point, I don't remember what 
the live actually dude, was. It was twelve thirty <laughs> in the afternoon. <laughs> dude, dude we were both hammered. Life. What are you talking? We were drinking from like what ten? Ten something. I, I, I woke up drunk. And yeah, just continued, yeah. So actually, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and and like Martin, and then all day Martin's like, let's go. Actually, not even all day. I it felt like all day, but it was like two hours yeah. in the morning. <laughs> and Martin's like, let's go live. Let's go live. Let's go live. <laughs> And then eventually he just decided, like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> and we're all just hammered. And I think we were, what were we playing? We were playing washers. So yeah. you basically, like, throw discs into a box. <laughs> and, like, Martin starts <laughs> live streaming this. And he's just, like, walking around talking to the camera. I don't know what, I, like, Ty, I honestly don't, you have to tell me Dude. what he's doing because I don't know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I he was answering fan questions, you know. I was trying, like, man. I was trying. Mar- <laughs> it's like beat red shirtless Martin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Martin There's one guy who hated you. it. I was like, why are you watching, dude? You <laughs> like called us out. I'm like, bro, just don't watch. You're the one who tuned in, man. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd been I mean, there like- from like the beginning. It's so easy to tune out too. Like you just hit back. Yeah. <laughs> hit back, and you also hit unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> Martin probably got us a couple unfollows that day. But if I go oh, and check man. our hashtag analytics, we'd see a, a bit of a spike because of that one live from Martin. I don't think so. I think people were a fan. Oh man, okay. that was hilarious. You, honestly, I answered I all the questions. We didn't get many DMs after like saying that anything happened. about it so so maybe that maybe you left a good impression and nobody wanted to complain yeah a drunk <laughs> martin is a good impression martin. See, but see but the thing is like for our everyone that we know that turned in they were probably loving it because they're just like what the fuck's going on all our followers that have no idea who even you are maybe yeah <laughs> we're just, we're just like so i'm like i'm like commenting you? all this shit in there and because <laughs> they're laughing at oh my god me, honestly, like, like me robert and luke were just like what the fuck is going on dude i honestly don't remember that live at all like i have no recollection <laughs> of what happened on it i remember martin asked me like two questions or something and i and i was like so drunk i couldn't even remember their names <laughs> it was just yeah dude it was like it was, martin's like hey eric who's a better prospect uh, this guy or this guy <laughs> kuba no who's better kuba leak or or somebody else and it was, oh man it was so funny <laughs> and then yeah, so. he's kuba leak or olafson kuba leak or olafson yeah <laughs> Oh yeah, and I remember that now. I actually do remember that now because I said Olafson, and then I thought about it for like one more second. I'm like, wait, 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 what was the question again? And I was like, obviously Kubalik. And then, uh, and but I think it was too late. I think Martin already moved the camera away from me or something. Yeah. But, uh, no, I moved it back. Okay. Anyway, I, I put it back. I put it back. Oh, so Martin. Anyway, Martin slightly back on back on track. Back on track here. That's enough of that. Oh yeah. Um, so back to okay. So we'll yeah. we'll start off with the Carey Price trade because that literally Car- no just Jake broke. Allen Carey Price trade. <laughs> See, oh my god, it's a it's a rough week. <laughs> I've lost my voice. This is just it's not a great this, week. Oh, this bro. is a rough oh, week. man. Man, this I've been really hungover for like two days straight. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> um. Okay. So says, the Jake says Martin Allen while he's still sipping on his his uh, his vodka soda there. <laughs> Oh my God, Martin was drinking so many water vodkas, all fu- vodka waters. Oh my God, vodka waters all weekend. It was so gross. See, oh. people just need to listen to this and they'll understand me better. And uh, <laughs> then they'll understand the live. They'll understand yeah. it better. <laughs> okay, hockey. Not hockey. talking about Martin's alcohol hockey, addiction, hockey. Uh, alcohol problem. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Jake Allen. Was traded today from St. Louis to Montreal, and it's a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a eye roll or eyebrow raising trade where you're like, "What the heck is this about?" Because you got Carey Price in net for ten million dollars a year for the next six years, and you make a trade for Jake Allen, um, for who's making four point five ish, right, for one year, mm-hmm. and that's your backup goalie. You got fifteen million invested in your two goalies. That's just crazy to me. I think it's more than, isn't it seven years left on his deal? Or am I wrong? Whatever. It doesn't really Whatever matter. You're making $10 million a, a, a year for, for a lot of time. 
Yeah, and then they're paying Jake Allen 4.5 for next year, and then they're paying Charlie Lindgren, whatever, league man, basically, like 700K, 100K, whatever it is. Um, And then Kincaid is gone, obviously, but then they have Promo in the system. So they have, you know, four goalies now that they, that for next year that they can step in and go into play backup games. And I'm very surprised by the reaction to this trade from Montreal Twitter because I thought would have thought they would have been furious or Montreal Instagram even because like I've been getting nonstop DMs all day angry at my analysis for this trade. Um, but I think we're all in agreement this is a really weird and kind of dumb yeah. and useless trade from Montreal's standpoint. So how I see it is that Montreal has the cap space for next year, right? Like they have... They've oh, yeah. had they, cap space as well. Cap for, space. Like, they could have taken advantage of that in a much better way. Because they also, they're the ones who traded like a third round pick, which, you know, we can say whatever the likelihood of how much of an asset that is, but it's still an asset. You're giving a third round pick to them for a back, their backup goalie who is, you know, they basically can't afford and basically gives them St. Louis room to sign. Petrangelo bailed them out. Yeah, like... I- First off, I don't get... Let's focus on that aspect first, right? For some reason, teams love to help out cup winning or not even cup winning in this case because I guess St. Louis got out in the first round this year. But they love helping you know, very good teams out of cap binds. And we see this with Tampa every single year where you know Vancouver sends over a first-round pick for JT Miller when they're in a cap crunch. We see it with, um, with Jake Allen now with this trade as well. Like when St. Louis is like, Oh, I need, we need cap space. We need to sign Vince Dunn. Who's our second best defenseman and Petrangelo, our first best defenseman. And then they just take off some of their dead money, that 4.5 million in cap space that might help them sign at least one of them. I don't think it's enough for Petrangelo yet, but if they make a couple more moves, they, they might be able to fit and fit both of them in. At like this not point. signing Scandella. Yeah, well, like, not signing gonna have Falk to dump and Scandella at the be- before they signed those deals, and they wouldn't have even had to worry about this. But mm-hmm. um, good job on uh, Doug Armstrong there for cap binding them for on players that clearly aren't worth their deals. <laughs> but regardless, like I don't see why. Even if you were like, okay, Montreal really wanted Jake Allen, they see something super special in him. Why did they need to give up a third round pick for it? First of all. Like they gave up the asset. Yeah, I know they gave up the asset for it. That you should be making St. Louis pay you to take four point five million dollars from from them in a flat cap. Especially even if if it wasn't a flat cap flat cap world, this would be a different conversation to begin with as well because the cap would be going up by it was reported earlier like four or five million dollars, and that would have given St. Louis some room to work with. But, like, you, you're in a flat cap world where every single team is going to be looking to move money this summer, and then you take a $4.5 million backup goalie and give away the asset. Like, it's it's so ridiculous. I, I'm looking at it from Montreal's perspective, and they've had backup goalie issues these past, I guess, two years, three years, and it's yes. put a lot of pressure on Carey Price. Like, it started in 2017. I think they got Antti Niemi, who was trash, right? Washed up at that point of his career. Um, then they had they tried Lindgren, they tried Kincaid, they tried Primo looks good. Primo looks like he might be something there, but like Lin, like they were getting like sub nine hundred goaltending from their backup goalies in the past two three years. Mm-hmm. They got to basically start carry Price every game, right? If you want to have a shot, is, is Montreal a goalie away? <laughs> From being a better team? A backup goalie away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, they're a backup goalie away from being <laughs> like, an elite I don't think team. they are. So. <laughs> well, also, didn't Promo do really well in his stint in the NHL this year as he well? Played, like, he played two, not, three games. Yeah, and he was very good in those games. Not saying they should be throwing him in to backup territory yet. It's probably better for him to get, whatever, 40 games in the AHL than it is to play 10, 15 games as a backup to carry Price. I'm not doubting that. But... Like, it just seems like such a sideways move for a team that isn't on the edge of competing, Especially using up valuable cap space. There's there's a lot of goalies out of work this, uh, this yeah. offseason. Yes. Yeah. Like, you so probably could have got one of those guys. While, while we're on that subject, I'll read a few because uh, I've been getting this argument all day now from my DMs, and I don't think people realize the goalie market that's out there this summer right now. 
So let's go through like. If you don't realize the goalie goalie market, then you don't follow hockey that yeah. hard. <laughs> okay, so there's whole the available this summer, and obviously some of these guys are going to get resigned by their team, so on, so on, so and so on and so forth. But this is just a general overview. Overview: We got Holpe, Crawford, Leonard, Craig Anderson, Jimmy Howard, Matt Murray, J- Jacob Markstrom, Thomas Grice, Cam Talbot, Anton Kudobin, Mike Condon. Don't sign Mike Condon. Um, Brian Elliott, Mike Smith, Aaron Dell, Keith Kincaid, Linus Olmark, Laurent Brassois, Louis Louis Domingue. Uh, Domingue? Louis Domingue. 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 Um, where was I? Ryan Miller, uh, Malcolm Subban, Alexander Gorgiev. Oh, who's an RFA? Sorry. A lot of those guys are RFAs, um, though. Then, like... Yeah, a lot of guys. And then Anton Forsberg, a UFA. You got um, John Gillis. You got Aiden Hill. You got like Scott we- Scott Wedgwood. You got like there's so many I don't goalies think, available. And I don't I'm think saying, that I'm not saying you yeah. trust one of those guys to be Montreal's backup. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's so many goalies available right now that you could have gotten one of the better backups in the league. You could have gotten a Brian Elliott. You could have gotten a Cam Grice. Talbot, you could have gone maybe a Grice, but Grice would have been a little bit more expensive after his couple of years with the Islanders doing really well. Um, Linus Allmark's their RFA, but you don't know what Buffalo is doing there. Lauren Brassois is a UFA. He did pretty solid in Winnipeg. Um, he had a ba- he didn't have a great year this year, but um, he was behind one of the worst defenses in the league in Winnipeg. So I can't you can't really blame him. Like there's so many options out there. Plus, there's going to be a plenty of teams moving players around. Plenty of teams trying to lose salary because, you know, they're not they don't have any fans in the arena, so they're going to try to shed as much salary as possible. Especially the lower end teams. Like, there's going to be so many goalies available, so many players available. It's so ridiculous that they went and did this. Yes. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. You've counted on restaurants, now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code Blue Wire. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone, and Direct TV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to get the most glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE, all capitals, at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. And now, we'll get back into the show. 110%. Yeah. Like not seeing that like half of those guys you listed and that that are UFA goalies are like AHL caliber goalies at this point, right? They're not. I wouldn't trust half of those guys to be my backup goalie. But agreed. But honestly, St. Louis last year didn't even trust Jake Allen to be a backup goalie. Yeah, which is kind so, of my my whole like grief with this thing. It's just that like two two out of the last three years, Jake Allen has been basically an AHL goalie, AHL caliber goalie. He yep. has not been... But then this year, for, for whatever reason, you can call it randomness, you can call it luck, you can call it a rebound. I don't know what you want to call it. He performed extremely well. But, like, if you're relying on him having the best year of his career again at whatever, 29, I think he is now? 30, 31. 30? Okay, mm-hmm. so, yeah, he, he's not a young... He's not a young buck anymore, right? Like. No. Goalies, goalies peak at 26, 27 most of the time. Then you got the rare guys that, you know, the Tim Thomases that peak when they're, you know, early to mid-30s and all that nonsense. But you don't want to be betting on that. And that's my problem with this deal. It's just that the odds 
of this deal going well for them aren't as good as the counterfactual of them having done this move in a smart way where they could have just said, okay, we're not going to take on a goalie with 4.2 or 4.5 million cap hit. We're not going to trade a third round pick and we're not going to help out a cup, a cup contending team, keep their best defenseman. What we're going to do instead is we're going to sign one of the backup goalies from a free agency. You're going to sign a Brian Elliott. You're going to sign a Cam Talbot. Maybe Thomas Grice. I think Corey Crawford would have come back. Corey Crawford, maybe. Like, yeah, he's he's gonna want he's gonna deserve a lot more money. So but even but, him, even him, he'd probably deserve he's not gonna get more than four, I'd be probably be willing to bet. On like a so one or you, two year deal. You'd be getting yeah. a better and more consistent goalie for the same amount of money that you're paying Jake Allen without giving the third round pick. So like you can get all these qual- you can get similar goalies who performed similarly to Jake Allen over the last three years, without helping out a, a cap strap team and without giving up the asset and while probably paying less as well. You, I legitimately so, thought that that they could have. I, I at first when I read that deal, I thought it was Jake Allen and a third round pick for a seventh round pick for Montreal. But Montreal was the one who gave, I was like shocked when I saw. Yeah, that they gave I, I did. Third. I thought that too. I thought I thought St. Louis gave Montreal the third to take Jake Allen, and I was a little bit more happy with that deal. Because <laughs> that's was, what you should be doing, right? You yeah, should be that's what you should advantage. be doing. You should be getting assets for taking on those contracts. Like I guess I guess you can look at Jake Allen's last season. Where he was, he was the backup to Bennington, and you know I don't think Bennington had his has magical Stanley Cup run that he had, you know, I guess two years ago now, right? But he, he, I just don't think that Jake Allen is a good goalie. I don't trust him in my net. Uh, even if he, even if you want him to and be your backup thing, on I don't Montreal, know what, I don't know where. It's so funny when you see trades happen and how a narrative around a player changes almost immediately i guarantee you go and ask every single montreal fan before this trade would you try would you want jake allen in your organization would you would you trust him to play 25 30 games a season for you i'd say 90 percent of them would be like no we don't want him we don't want that cap hit the second he gets traded to their team it's like a positive spin all of a sudden and suddenly it's just oh he's going to be a really solid backup and we trust him nobody was saying they trust jake allen um, literally yesterday. Yeah, like when Bennington <laughs> no, started. Lewis when, didn't even trust Jake yeah. Allen yesterday. Like, oh. it it doesn't make sense to me. It literally like I understand that they want to take some pressure off of Carey Price. He doesn't need to play yes. 65, 70 games. You want to find a legitimate so, backup so, for him. Yeah. Well, so Carey Price well, over person... the last three years has played forty nine games, sixty six games, and fifty eight games. Fifty eight games, obviously, this year in a shortened year. Um, like so he was going to, hockey. he was going to get like 65, 70 games this year, man. Like yeah, he, he was, was probably gonna, on he pace was, for He that. probably would have hit 64 games looking at how many games they had left. He probably would have hit 64. So basically 65 games a year. And he was playing tons of like, ba- I remember he was playing tons and tons of back-to-backs. Yeah. Um, well, and that's where like, I agree with the, Montreal fans. Like I don't, I, I don't get why they think I'm ignoring the fact that yes, he's playing too many games. Especially because mm-hmm. he's what thirty three or, th- I think he's thirty three. Yeah, he's in that range. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's thirty three years old exactly. So I get it. He's older. He needs more, more rest, more breaks. And he's I had get injuries in the past. Yeah, he's had injuries in the past. You need a backup. You need someone that can win you those other games where he can't steal for you. I get all that, and maybe there's a slight chance that Jake Allen's it. But there's also a slight chance, there's the exact same chance, I would say, that Cam Talbot or David Riddich or Brian Elliott or any of these other guys available could do the exact same thing for less money. Kadobin, I think Kadobin's going to get a little bit more money since he was probably the best backup in the league this year. But even then, like, there's so many guys that you have to give you you just as good odds. But do you think he gets more than four? He probably won't get more than four million, but he'll probably want a little bit of term, I'd suspect. I'd suspect he want a two- or three-year deal. Um, and like, I just he might want to go to a better team. <laughs> Sorry. He, he well, I mean, maybe he even stays in Dallas. Like Dallas isn't in real cap trouble right now, and they rely on a very heavy defensive system. So I don't see why they wouldn't yeah. try to resign him, anyways. Um, but there's going to be so many goalies available. It, it's just a ridiculous trade, and I don't get what Montreal fans. Are, I'm not like, and I think the other side of this is that Montreal fans think like this is the worst trade ever. It's not awful. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. It's There's a, a much better trade. way to you spend $4.5 $4. $4. $4. $4. $4. $4. $4. $4. $4. million. Yeah. 
Yes. And and I and uh, to address the other thing that they say about they have all this cap space. Yes, they have cap space. They have I think they have fifteen million going. No, sorry, I'm wrong on that. They have fourteen million going into next year. Fourteen million, and that includes Jake Allen. They have to re-sign Domi, so assume that's probably. I think Domi's eight. getting traded on the side. By the as an maybe aside, maybe Domi's Domi traded. gets traded, but I also think that's an awful idea to trade him. I I don't like the idea of them trading him. I think he fits into their system really well, and I really like his he's game. Getting, and... He's he's not he's not staying. I don't think he's, he's staying either, he but I still don't think he that gone. they should trade him. But and I think he he also fits into their system really well and exemplifies exactly their type of game. Like they. They love carrying the puck into the zone. Like they have a very fast-paced transitional transitional style of play. Like I don't get why they they need to mend fences with Domi. I think it's more like so that he, get a needs, like he wants to leave. Maybe maybe he does, but I think that's on the team and management then to figure out why it was he why he would want to leave in the first place, especially because I, I think like that, a year ago it seemed like he loved the place and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sense to me that Montreal would want to move on from him, though, because uh, Philippe Deneau came out uh, last week and he said that he was upset that he's not. He doesn't look like he. He doesn't. Think he has a big role on the team. They got Kakinyemi. They got him. They got Deneau. They got Domi, right, as their top three centers. And Deneau was upset that he thinks that you know he doesn't have Domi a top even line center role. though. Yeah, Domi was playing Domi, center. For yeah, them. Domi's been playing center the last uh, two years. I want to say. Yeah. He's a better center than he is winger. I'll, I is will he? say that. Yeah. He fit in as a center on Montreal, which was kind of surprising because he didn't play center until he came there. And I do agree, like, Deneau doesn't get enough minutes. Like, he pays, like, what, 15 minutes a game or something like that? Like, he doesn't play much. Yeah, so I think that this that it makes sense that they move on, especially with Kakaniemi actually looked kind of good in the playoffs that he can, you know. Uh, yeah, but I, I I'm, after I the know. season, he Ideally, just, had, just you're not moving. he had a good couple games, you're not... You're not relying on Kakanami to take over a second line center role. Yeah. Ideally, you're not moving role. on from Domi. Yeah. But ideally, they, for Montreal, going... they're not. And, yes. But I think that Domi's... Even if they move on from Domi, are they doing that for prospects? Domi kind of sucks defensively, though. Like, he he's does. Terrible. He's, really, he's very bad defensively. That's that's a problem with putting him at center. If you want to center that, that's really good. That's responsible defensively. He doesn't fit in. But if you want a center that's really good offensively and will help you in your transition game and everything, like Domi's the dude for you. But again, like there's plenty of teams that run run centers that aren't good defensively down the middle. Edmonton. Um, who else? Honestly, uh, Chicago right now at uh, Jonathan Taves. Uh, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. Man, like Domi yeah, had a so seventy-two I, point year for them last year. Yeah, last year that was. But look at how much he gave up, though. He gives up as much as he gets. He's a, like yeah. a Leon Drysital. No, I wouldn't sure. say. Well, yeah, actually, kind of. <laughs> I don't say. I wouldn't say he gives up as much as he gets, but he does. He gives up a lot, and yet this year he didn't have a great year, which means it also affected his payday too, because he had his best season last year. Mm-hmm. Which is really unfortunate for him because uh, mm-hmm. if he had another seventy point year, he'd be make he'd be easily getting eight million, and or or maybe even more than eight million. But now that he put up what forty, I want to say forty five points. Yeah, like 44. I watch my 44, my friend yeah. my friend Adam, friend of the show Adam. He he's huge. When are we having fans. Adam on? When are we replacing you with what? Adam? <laughs> <laughs> He's in the wings Honestly, right we get more Adam opinions than we get Ty opinions. Yeah, honestly. I know. But he <laughs> hates Domi. He he actually hates Domi because Domi's a, like I and I can see why because he sucks defensively. He puts up a lot of empty points, right? Him and Druen last year were the ones who were getting the points. I mean, they, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare Domi to. Um, I wouldn't compare Domi to Druen in any way. Like I think Druen's much more of a empty calorie player than Domi is. Um especially Martin like wants- within Montreal's system. What does Montreal what does Martin want to say? I don't I don't like Domi either. Back <laughs> back when he was a junior player. Oh my Kingston, God. Kingston Guys, we're talking about right now. Can we forget King, what King, happened Kingston eight Fronax? years ago? No 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 this this goes to his personality. Oh, God, okay. okay Kingston Frontenac saw him at the bar? No 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 <laughs> Kingston Frontenac had first overall pick. And Max Domi was the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. Max Domi refused to play for Kingston. 
I mean, I wouldn't mind moving to Kingston. This happens every single dude. This happens. It's good for the junior guys. It happens every single year. Right, they want to go to the, like that's how London Knights get all these get all these stacked. He teams went to London, <laughs> so I know, I know. So that's how they get the stacked teams every year, man. The, the and they could just rip Kingston off in that trade too. Yeah, exactly. The like the play, the teams are, won't even draft them sometimes, and then the London will get them in their pick because mm-hmm. they'll just say, "I'm going to the NCAA. I'm not. I'm not playing in the OHL." So then they fall down to London. London takes them. Oh, suddenly I want to play in the OHL again. That may be what happened. It's it, it, it's it's rigged, dude. It it happens every year. And all the jokes yeah. about uh, London pain players. Just saying. No comment. That's a lot of jokes. They're, they're, That's a lot of they're jokes. They're one of the richest teams. I've I went to tons of London night games, and they're freaking sellouts. Like a legit sized arena. Moving on from the London Knights here. Back to the topic. What was the topic? Uh, oh, yeah, Jake Allen has a lot of cap space, but. <laughs> They could have used that cap space more efficiently. I do think they could have. They had a really good opportunity this year to throw some actually beefy like uh, offer sheets at players, like Barzell and the Islanders. Islanders. Yo, maybe that's what their play space. is. But they just Still. took more salary on. Why would they? <laughs> I know. Why would they do that? I, I know, and then but like, I feel like they're going like, to do that. Still, they still have enough cap space to do it. I do say that, but I think they could have. Like honestly, Montreal was one of the teams that could have really collected a lot this offseason because they don't have to worry about money like every other team does. Yeah. That's and they true. had the cap space to do it. They're like rich. I feel I honestly feel like like I was talking about this on our story. I honestly thought like Montreal could be the team that improves most this summer. Just off the fact that every team would be looking to shed salary and Montreal was just would just and Montreal was perfectly primed with the money and the cap space to make some good and decent moves. And now I'm like very, I'm very less sure on what Bergevin's going to be doing because apparently the, that's not his plan as of right now. Um, because like Bar, like as I said, Islanders have eight million dollars in cap space. Barzell deserves more than eight million dollars. Let's be real here. Yep. Like so, Islanders. Especially if a guy like Marner gets eleven. Yeah, if Marner's getting eleven, Barzell should be getting eleven or close yeah, for to sure. it. Hey man, if, if Marner's getting eleven, then so should. Every other RFA signed last year, well, dude. Well, let's, let's be, let's, well, let's be serious. Brandon, Brandon's, Every... making, Brandon's making nine, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. or eight, yeah. sorry. And Barzell's more valuable. Eight, I think he's making 8.5 or something like that. So Randon and Bar- like Barzell, I would take Barzell to build my team around rather than Randon. Randon okay. might be like slightly better sorry, right something now. something I want to talk Maybe about a little later. later. Okay, good to know. Okay, thank thank, thanks, it. Martin. Thank you, Martin. Based on this topic, um, though. Okay. Thanks for it's not on that. topic really, but it's <laughs> all right. Uh, Luke, cut this out, okay? Yeah, Luke, <laughs> cut out Martin. Cut, Mute cut Martin. Out Martin. <laughs> Actually, honestly, just cut out Martin from the entire podcast. Why not? Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> just kidding, Martin. I'm all excited. Right. I'm excited to get to that topic. Um, um but like, yeah, the Islanders have to. The Islanders have to re-sign Devin Taves, Ryan Pollock, Matt Barzell, and that doesn't include. Any of the other like UFAs that they who they're gonna have to replace with someone and mm-hmm. a backup goalie. Oh no, they're Sorok- to, never mind. They don't need. Yeah, Sorokin's, Sorokin's their starter actually. Yeah. Varlamov's so, their backup. So anyway, so having said all that, like there's teams primed for offer sheets right now. Tampa with Sorelli, um, uh, Islanders with Barzell, Detroit with uh, Anthony Mantha. Uh, I've just they there was just a report today saying, oh, um, the GM's gonna offer Mantha five to six years at five point five to six million dollars. That's looking at where his deal's gonna head. If I'm a if I'm an opposing team right there, I'm looking at Mantha like I could easily offer him seven and be happy with him. So and I'd be happy giving. But up doesn't a, Detroit a, have room? Detroit has room, but then you're just screwing Detroit more. You're making them pay an extra yeah, one point five sure, million dollars right. in cap space. If but they I'm, don't screw people, man. I know, but they should. The NHL's like, not ruthless. They ruthless. should. And they I, sh- I definitely should. My, definitely should. I have to finish my thread on offer sheets. I didn't get Defi- to finish it. Definitely part of the reason I really hate the Jake Allen trade is because they really let St. Louis out of a hole. Yeah, that's what I don't like. not much. They're always happy to help each other out. They're always yeah, happy to take it's that cap. Stupid. They're always happy to like, not screw them over with some nice offer sheets to their top players. It's so dumb. On, like the, the like hand, the Aho offer sheet last year. 
That yeah. could have been way higher. And no one 100%. would have batted it. Like, they could have... Cause they could have put Carolina like in a they, real they bind. Went, they could have put like they could and they could have put that offer sheet another like one point five to two million dollars higher. Yeah, exactly. And screwed Carolina and mm-hmm. made Carolina match that and screwed up their cap. But no, or got out. <laughs> or got him. Or even better, or even better, got their first line center that they've been trying to get for freaking years because they're running down. Yeah, I think if you're Montreal, you look at the Jake Allen trade. You have maybe you can look at it maybe as a win-win because I do see that this other side of it, you can if, if Jake Allen comes in and he, you know, he's solid, but you know Montreal is not looking like a playoff team again. Trade him at the you deadline. You can probably flip him exactly. You can yeah, flip him, probably recoup sure. another third round pick, retain some salary at that point, get a third round pick back mm-hmm. for him. But for sure, that's that's really all I see there. Yeah, they're not going to re-sign him. They also oh, have I a couple third-round picks right now for this draft. Yeah, so yeah, giving and, up and the pick they gave. People keep pointing that out, and I get, and I get that. But you you can't just look at a, you can't look at the trade and say, oh, they have a ton of picks, so it doesn't matter. No, I like, know that's not how you. I, I agree. Ask, I agree. Right. I agree. It's like yeah, no, I know you agree. I'm saying for the people <laughs> that are listening that are going to argue and send me DMs about this. Um, and also, I want to add, Carolina had nine hundred thousand dollars in cap space this year. So if they ju- if Montreal just added a million dollars to that offer sheet, <laughs> Carolina would have actually had some issues this year. But no, they didn't. And then they didn't lose to Carolina in the playoffs. But whatever. Like you never know how how different things would have turned out. Maybe they would have had to trade one of their forwards. Maybe they would have had to get rid of one of their talented players. And Montreal could have swooped in. Like there's so many just different like, game theory options. Losing Domi don't take would look a lot less worse. If you had Aho. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, on it, no, but honestly, let's be real. If Montreal had, Montreal had Aho this this year, that's that's a that's a team that goes far in the playoffs. For sure. They almost did go far in the playoffs. Like, they yeah. kind of shut down Philadelphia, man. Yeah. Oh, I, I guess. They, they did well against Philly, but Philly hasn't been doing too well, too hot this playoffs. But regardless, like Montreal wins wins that series against Philly, probably if they have Aho. Think about their center depth at that point. I know, like they'd literally be running down Aho, Dino, Domi, and then Suzuki, Kotniemi, and like they, and obviously one of those guys would be on the wing, or maybe two of those guys would be on the wing. But that's a much better forward group you're looking at with Aho, and they screwed that up. Yeah. But anyways, I think we have to get to the trade bait board because yeah, pull that up, baby. Never. So. For anyone that hasn't seen the TSN Trade Bay board, first off, why are you living under a rock? And second off, I was clearly living under a rock because I didn't know Latang was on it in number 10. <laughs> but the top 10 is Matt Murray, Van- James Van Riemsdyk, Josh Anderson, Oliver Ekman Larson, Patrick Laine, Shane Ghostisbear, Kyle Palm- Palmieri, Max Domi, Flurry, and Latang. That's the top 10 right there. So that's a. Uh, there's some talent in there, and then some other guys like uh, Ehlers, Dunn, Adam Larson, Andreas Janssen, Rasmus Solainen, Dougie Hamilton. I don't know why Dougie Hamilton is always in trade rumors <laughs> every single summer. He goes summer. to the museum too much. He doesn't he care does, about the game enough. Where did that rumor summers. come from? Boston. It came from? It came from Boston, I think, when they first traded him. Calgary. Calgary, yeah. It, I, I remember that popped up, and I remember just laughing at that whole notion. <laughs> he didn't fit in with the team because when the like, team went to the bar, he went to the museum. He's, he's not for the boys, basically. He's not for the. That's the issue. <laughs> like there, there would have to be so much more for the boys yeah, not I mean, to like him. He does be... seem like a weird dude. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. He does seem like a weird guy. But I appreciate but... that. You know what? We need more of those guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not like we need two more hating on the dude. <laughs> or if you like, if you're like, yo, boys, let's go to the bar, and I said I want to go to the museum. What would you think of me? It depends if you're saying that every time. <laughs> I, I know Dougie Hamilton's going to the museum every weekend. <laughs> that probably wasn't a thing. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Unless he's There's just no really failing all the time. He goes to the same art museum in Boston every single <laughs> 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 Stares at a piece of art for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. 
trying to absorb it all in. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Dougie Hamilton's like the most cultured man on the planet. We don't know. <laughs> that would just make him more obtainable for girls, and then the boys would just respect him. Yeah, you know, he's talking about <laughs> art and music and He gets and paid what? Culture. Like seven mil a year? <laughs> uh, no, he's 5.75, so he's on a fucking, he's on a sweet deal, too. But that's still a lot. For and he, put, and I he think played that, He was legitimately, like this year, if he didn't break his leg, he would have won the Norris this year, 100%. Yeah, he was that I good. So. It would have been between him and Yosey. Like, they, like he was, he was, he was incredible. He was on fire. He would, he had fourteen goals in forty-seven games. Like he was, yeah. Like people and looking at stuff and throwing awards. That's like crazy love... how much he's traded for such <laughs> yeah, well, how I good know. he is. Like it's oh, insane. It's so ridiculous. I wish that the Leafs would have been able because that that was the Leafs pick that they t- that Boston took him with in twenty ten yeah. or twenty eleven whenever he was drafted, Kessel. right? Kessel, right? In the Phil Kessel trade. Like, um, but I just honestly, would, Ham- Dougie would, Hamilton. And I wish the Leafs could have acquired him somehow. I don't think they can get him from Carroll. I don't think I don't know why he's on that trade report because you know you analytics boys know how good Dougie Hamilton is, and I don't think Carolina would be stupid enough to trade him unless they get. But I've said that about all of the teams <laughs> that traded him. Yeah, like well, Keith Boston Calgary. they traded Tyler Sagan because. Yeah, Calgary shouldn't have traded him. Because Calgary, Calgary lost that trade hundred percent. It was Noah Hannafin, Lindholm, for Dougie Hamilton and Adam Fox. Wait, was Adam Fox? Then Adam Fox got traded yeah, to Carolina to New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he didn't want to sign in Carolina. Yeah. Honestly, like Dougie Hamilton would look really good on a lot of like. There's so many teams that could use a Dougie every Hamilton. single team. Toronto. Could use Dougie Hamilton. I know. Like Grew Toronto. up there. Toronto he, would be a good fit. Edmonton would be a really great fit. Um, Buffalo. Any, Buffalo every team needs Toronto. this guy. <laughs> Boston there's like, like there's, there, there's like, I think there's zero right-handed defenseman better than him. Yeah. The other thing, I'm Cassio. on his Insta right now, and he's out with the boys. Like... <laughs> There's pictures. Yeah, of well, him. maybe maybe he's just trying to, uh, you know, I saw him, diversify. I saw him yeah, exactly. I think I saw an Instagram story of him playing Catan with a bunch of the Carolina boys. Yeah. So, like, you know, you know, that, they know what's up in Carolina. You have that seems that seems something They're up their alley Catan. in Carolina, man. Rocking Catan, just, just nerding it up. <laughs> Those are two Carolina players, Svechnikov and. Let's Fogel. ask. Hey, Trevor Fogel. Van Riemsdyk, can you DM us about Dougie Hamilton? <laughs> Does he go? To you know, the museums have, a lot in Carolina. <laughs> Actually, though, but he probably wouldn't hate on him. No, I but I, you wouldn't expect him to. He'd probably just make a joke about it. But anyways, we have to get back to the trade big board because we get we keep getting okay. You know what? We need Luke here. Maybe we do need Luke here. It's a little bit like track. Top top of the board is Matt Matthew Murray, right? Yeah. So Matt Murray, interesting. There's a couple teams that could use a goalie, um, but. I don't like Jim Rutherford. Basically, said he was trading him, right? Like, am I? He said he was trading a goalie, Jari or Mar- Mar- Jari or Murray. Sorry, it's interesting that Jari isn't on this list at all. But because I Murray think that is. they're going to keep Jari just because Murray was kind of trash this past year. I yeah. think the Leafs are. I think like there's uh, reading tons of articles today, and tons of the the reporters were saying that you know Leafs are definitely interested in Matt Murray. The Crows are coming, Martin. I know. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, like Matt, like in that Kapanen trade last week, that the Leafs asked for Matt Murray. The Leafs are definitely interested in Matt Murray, um, and you know I could see him fitting in here and at least flipping Anderson somewhere else. Does that make sense for the Leafs? Yeah, like you're a I fan think so. of this. I like Matt Murray. Okay. I don't know. Okay. He was kind of not see good you. this past year, but when he came in the league, he was legit. And he carried Pittsburgh really to the two cups, cups basically. Like, there's going to be a cups as a rookie, man. The thing is, there's going to be a team that overpays him because of those two cups. 
And that's probably why Brotherford knows, like, he, that's why he didn't want to include him in the Coppinen trade. It's because he knows he can get a lot more for him, I feel. Well, actually, I think that the Leafs asked for, like, the report is that Dubas asked for, I read it in 31 Thoughts, uh, Dubas asked for Murray and negotiations started with, or might have had Murray included in it. But then Dubas thought that his RFA contract was going to be a little too high. Yeah, I can see that because he's he's not going to get less than three point seven five million because they can't qualify him otherwise. So he's going to get four million yeah. or more basically. And if you're the Leafs, you take that like if you can get a goalie for a million or one point five million dollars cheaper than Anderson's going to be, but you know take a little bit of a downgrade because I don't think Murray's as good as Anderson. I think that you take that deal, right? And you hope that Murray Murray's younger. You hope that he can regain his form from a couple years ago. Right. The thing is, like, I'm looking at, I'm actually looking at, like, the teams right now. Like, there aren't that many teams that really need a goalie that badly. Yeah, I was trying like, to think, think about that. Very, I feel like there's a very limited market for goalies. Because, okay, Boston, they have Rask, they have Halak. Um, Buffalo, like, is any, are any top goalies really going to Buffalo right now? Um, Detroit, maybe. Florida has Bobrovsky. Montreal has Price. Ottawa Senators, maybe. Like, I don't know. And Allen. Well, ugh. I don't know, like Tampa, you know, Leafs maybe, Carolina maybe, reports are they're looking for a goalie. Columbus doesn't need any goalie. Like, I don't, I'm looking, I'm looking through the list of teams. It doesn't look, seem to be that many. That need a goalie. Like, yeah. Really I, like, I, I see a trade working for the Leafs there. Um, but, so I don't moving give on too to much do for that. Doesn't Calgary kind of need a goalie? Yeah. James Van Riemsdyk's a t- James Van Riemsdyk was a scratch in the playoffs this not, year, man. I was not expecting that. Like that's a very surprising thing. They signed him for whatever four or five years at seven million dollars. Three years left on his contract still. And think I about their, think the team would be their depth coming up. Like he's kind of he's become a little needed. bit expendable on that team for sure yeah. because they have a lot of elite. He's on the third line coming up. For sure, and then paying a guy seven million dollars on your third line isn't obviously ideal for in a cap world. Yeah, especially when you have contracts coming up, especially in a flat soon. cap, right? Yeah, especially in a flat cap. I, I can see that, but they're going to have to retain something or take back a bad contract. To be honest, yes. though, Philly's looking pretty good with. I don't know cap where he's going. Right they don't need to give out any big money. Nolan Patrick isn't going to make anything. He's an RFA. Um. But that's why right. you try to trade them now before you're in cap strapped. Yeah, position. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, so you, teams can't like that. convince you to take less. Yeah, yeah. but I, again, like, I don't who who will want James Van Riemsdyk at seven million dollars right now? Like, I love I, I love know. James Van Riemsdyk from the time he was with the Leafs. Like. Lots of emotional feelings there, but I wouldn't want that kind of contract on the books right Isn't now. Isn't he good defensively? No, he's not. No? He's okay I thought he got better. He got he better. He never – when he played with he the Leafs, he never worked years, on it. Like, no, he, if you saw him and his he, – He got better, but then the narrative just stuck with him. It's like so many players. It's like – Yeah, they're, exactly, he's, good, exactly. he's good on the power play. No matter like, how much they improve, they stay bad defensively, even though they they get better. The Leafs' power play took a huge downgrade, I think, since he left, and he's not that net front presence because he was great. And like that's why I thought he would fit so well in Philly because once Simmons was gone, they kind of needed that on their power play. So I I was listening to a pod, I forget which one, and they were talking about how Van Riemsdyk has gone like phased out for a player as the net front presence guy on the PK. On the power play, PP, yeah. Yeah, PP. Is it uh, Farabee? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't see this article. Anyway, moving on to speed it up. Gossip Bear's been on the trade bait board for three years now. We can move past him, right? Yeah. I want to talk about Anderson. I think we got to talk about Anderson and Oliver Ekman Larson because Ekman Larson is an interesting one. Yeah, I think we can um, skip Josh Anderson. Not yeah, Josh Anderson got injured, so that's the team would be hoping that they can, he can regain his form as like a top power forward in the yeah. league because he scored like twenty five yeah. goals last year. I think got injured yeah, this he had year. A rough year, twenty six games, one goal. 
Yeah, he he had a huge he had a massive shoulder injury though. Yeah. yeah. Don't think he played at all in the playoffs. Um anyway, uh big name Oliver Ekman Larson. Uh Coyotes are in some cap trouble here. Well, reportedly um, they have to they they're talking they to cut costs. To rebuild right now. Yeah. <laughs> when you don't have your first round pick for the next two years, time to rebuild, baby. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't they literally don't have any picks for, for this year. Like Okay, I'm first looking picks at in cap. round three. Yeah, I'm looking at cap friendly like, right now. Their first pick for this year is in round four. How legit four. is it that they're bringing in Shirelli as GM? <laughs> like how often? Shirelli, like you, you just you quit on that franchise. Like there's no, no... Gary yes. will never quit. Arizona would be so bad if they brought in also, Shirelli. Arizona. Also he would do so many pick. dumb things. Okay, so take this in. If Arizona is actually rebuilding, like the reports say they are, they don't have. They only have a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick this year. Next year, if they re-sign Taylor Hall, they again don't have a pick to the fourth round, which means Brutal. two years in a row they don't have their first three rounds of picks. Time to rebuild, man. But I can, <laughs> the, the, so also the ownership, ownership, the ownership in Arizona wants to cut costs again. They just got a new owner. Um, oh, in the goodness. casino business, I think he's in, and he's they've suffered big time. I have a question: Can you rebuild if you never actually like built? <laughs> like actually, though, <laughs> is it so, a rebuild if you never actually got through the first rebuild? <laughs> I think Ekman Larson. I, I, I who who can say they watch a lot of Arizona? But he had he had a reputation as a good offensive defenseman, number one D on the team. I don't. Every time I watched him play, you know, the two times the Leafs played against Arizona, like he was just. Are you are turning you the puck over? Off him of two games against the Leafs. Yeah, man. No, he's gone worse. Two games a year. He he's gone, gone worse. He's gone worse for sure. But he was sick. Like he used to be. He was sick, very good. I used to draft him in fantasy every year, and I'd actually watch Arizona games because of it. Because he was just always like he was just consistent, forty to fifty points. He'd get you, you know, ten. 13 goals, whatever it was. Like, he was a consistent producer offensively. He was solid defensively. And then, I don't know, like, literally he just signed that contract, and then it was just, like, just nothing. I can see. Yeah, so I see why Arizona would want to trade him to shed some salary. They're they're right up against the cap, too, right? You didn't expect it. Cap space for next year. One million, sorry? One million in cap space for next year. Yeah, exactly. And you want they're hoping to sign Taylor Hall. Like they they offered him such a lowball offer. They gave him the rumored offer that they gave him was like seven seven million dollars a year. Well, like I don't know how the hell they're gonna fit. Yeah, I'm in at seven million dollars. They don't have any cap space. <laughs> like, All right. So, yeah. Although I want to talk about LTIR with Marion Hosa, so maybe that's but where still. the savings come from. I don't know. But still, I want to talk about one interesting team there, and that's Winnipeg, who have two guys on the trade bait board, uh, two good yeah. players, Line and Ehlers. I think maybe we'll call it a night after that because I think we're getting close to an hour here. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting because obviously they're moving from a position of strength to get either, I think they the reports are they want a center, a second line center behind Shifley. Um, or, or a defenseman. If I get a defenseman, yeah, exactly. Um but ooh, that's a tough trade to make, man. You, I think either of those guys. A. I wouldn't trade either of those guys. Yeah, like you're selling low on line A. Like he just had a better year, bounce back year. But if you traded him after his rookie year or his or his a uh, sophomore year, like you were getting freaking a boatload of assets for him. He was a forty goal winger. Like everyone was in love with him. And looked now, like he was going to score like 50, 60 goals oh, in that first like year, was, man. Looked like he was the next Ovechkin. Like he didn't, he didn't generate as many chances as Ovechkin, but he had a man, better he's shot. He's still good. He score at will. But now, like, I don't know what, like his first two years, he had 36 goals and 44 goals. Like he literally, NHL yes. teams would have traded everything to get him. And then a thirty goal year and a twenty eight goal year, which is still very good. Let's not let's not get that wrong. But he doesn't drive play. He's not great defensively. He doesn't do much else. Um, he scores he goals. He'll score your goals. He scores goals. He scores goals, and we all know teams pay for goals. And I don't know. It just feels like if you trade Line A right now, you're selling low on him. 
So I don't I don't like how they're gonna win that trade. Like if you if they traded him, like what do you think they're gonna get for him? Like looking at the other guys on the trade bait board, like Vince Dunn, like Adam Larson, like who what defense Dougie Hamilton would be interesting, but then you're trading a twenty two year old winger for a twenty seven year old defenseman with one year left on his deal. So I don't like that too much from an but asset. Who do you trade? Standpoint. Ehlers or I trade Line over Ehlers. I think so too. Oh man, that's a tough one, dude. Because Ellers, Eller, Ellers will like. He's so good. Like he's he's better than Line A is right now, for sure. But like you're losing a critical piece of your team with Ellers because he you can put him in onto any line in Winnipeg. Um. Yeah. So I. Yeah, Line A. Honestly, honestly, Line A is is such an interesting guy because. He scores goals. He has a lot of value because he can do that. But what else is there to his game? He can shoot the puck That's incredibly it. well. Like but he did. The thing was, like, he did work on improving other aspects of his game this year. Like, he was a better playmaker. He still is twenty-two, so he yeah, can work he, like, on he had, shit. He had thirty-five assists this year, which is like almost ten more than his career high before that. In less game, so like he worked on his, he worked on the playmaking side of his game. He actually became a little bit better defensively. Like he worked on other sides, but then that obviously came at the cost of goals at the same time. So like the thing with Winnipeg is, if you're selling on him, you're selling on a player that you're you've been developing to round out other aspects of his game. But with Ehlers, like he drive, he can drive any line he's on. Like, you can put him on the third line, and he'll produce. You can put him on the fourth line, he'll produce. Put him on the top two lines, he'll produce. Line A, you need to put him in the top six. He's not doing anything for you on the third line. Um, and Ehlers you need to put is the better all-around all around guy, I'd say. Yeah. For sure. And so, and Ehlers probably won't get you as much as Line A. Like, do you think Ehlers has more value around the league than Line A does? No. No, no. because they Just see still the Just still based on potential. Yeah. So again, are you you're not getting a second line center for Ehlers? That's my thinking as well. Like what what's maybe Montreal? Montreal look, might be an interesting option. They have a bunch of centers there. Domi for Ehlers yeah, package. Try to get a, make a Domi, yeah, like a Domi a exactly. Domi That'd be interesting for Ehlers. That would That's be kind of interesting. There's the trade we found. There, that is that could be the trade right there. Or even Deneau Deneau isn't happy in Montreal. I don't or think he's they happy. Would move Ehlers is they a good contract too. What is Ehlers? Yeah, Ehlers is a very good contract. What is it? Five, yes. five more years, and six million. That's a yeah. steal of a deal. But for the him. thing with Ehlers is that he he has the Nylander sort of criticism, right? Where they don't value the rest of the like he, he sometimes he goes through slumps. He kind of seems soft. And he seems sometimes. like he's undervalued among the league because of those. Yeah, exactly. Of... That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree with that. But I think I think Munch, like he. Ehlers fits in with Montreal's system really well. Run and gun, fast. Your team gets better with Ehlers. I mean, almost. I mean, any team in the league gets better with Ehlers for sure. But like Ehlers fits into that team very well. He plays the kind of game that they play. So I like him going to. Actually, you know what? Like you guys kind of convinced me here. I think Winnipeg and Montreal make really good trade partners. Yes, I agree, man. I agree. Any other so anyways, quick we guys you want to talk about there? We should wrap it up here now because uh, I think yeah. Chris Letang. Oh, can we? Yeah, let's talk about Chris Letang quickly. What? What, what was it, that? What was that you want? What yeah. happened on Thirty One Thoughts with Chris Letang? What did you hear, Martin? Um, I forget if he talked to Rutherford or it just kind of made sense that Chris Letang was on the table, or someone called about Chris Letang, and. It sounded like Rutherford was interested. So, so let me get Intrigued. this straight. Rutherford was very certain he was not getting rid of Jack Johnson this offseason, but he's willing to trade Chris Letang. Think about you, <laughs> you can heard, get a decent heard, amount heard, for Chris Letang still. You could, but he's also your best defenseman, <laughs> and he's also uh, a band aid at this point, dude. Like he gets injured. He well, he has major health year. problems. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but who are you trading Chris Letang for? You're not getting a younger good defenseman for him. I don't know, dude. Like, I feel like you're not going to win that. Just... No, no, hey, man. Not do I look like a GM? 
Martin, when I complain about things, it's hard to test the market. Your team, your team is getting older. If you're Pittsburgh, I mean, might yeah. as well test the market on one of your stars there, right? I'm not. I'm not saying I can't be Ty. listening. I would always listen to an offer for almost any player on no, my what, team. No, what do you all also said on that? What? You talked about Malkin. Oh. Malkin gets they, talked about every year since 2008, this, man. Rutherford just made this win-now move, move with Kapanen. I'm just saying. So, like... You could so, get clearly, he's not trying Malkin. to, like... Rebuild. You could get a pile from Malkin, I bet. And not rebuilding stuff. Like... And like rebuilding, and you could also get I don't, good assets. Man, but if Rutherford fucks up that trade, that's his job gone right there. Because <laughs> Malkin and Malkin and Crosby and Latang, Rutherford's old. He could want to retire Pitt soon. Does well is because of those three, and they have one of the best coaches in the league, right? Like that's that's their bread and butter right there. Like Rutherford can make all the mistakes. Maybe he wants he to wants. change it up. Bring on all the wrong players. Because Malkin's going to retire. Malkin and Crosby, like, they're going like, back to Russia. Yeah, like he only has two years left. Oh, it's, you don't think he he resigns if like Crosby resigns or something? No, he's going to Russia. Yeah, Malkin's a lot. SKA Moscow. Crosby has more years left, I think. I want to say. No, he's got two. Crosby. No, Crosby oh, has like six or five years yeah, left. Crosby has a lot. Crosby has a lot. But you build know, around Crosby, obviously, not Melvin. I still think I still think if you're Pittsburgh, you're you're like, okay, no, we're gonna you, if you're Malkin, you're like, okay, I have a couple more kicks in the can with Crosby. Yeah, but anyway, Martin, I wanna contract. Malkin's old, mm. dude. Yeah, Malkin's They're old. They're old. Crosby's old too, thirty-three. No longer sit oh. the kid. Martin, la- let's let's wrap it up here. But Martin, we got to do. You had something you wanted to say a little bit earlier about when we're talking about Rantanen. Oh, I want to finish judge. it off with that. I wanted to judge the people saying Mark Stone's contract isn't the best. And oh some yeah. Some people saying it's not the best by like far, but it. Listen to those contracts you labeled deal. earlier, like Rantanen's making nine, Marner's making eleven, Barzell's going to make like eleven. And you get Mark Stone at like eight something. I think he's at nine, right? Nine is it nine or nine point five? Oh, is it? Yeah, whatever. Still yeah, he's nine point five exactly. Steal the contract for arguably the second best winger in the league. Like mm-hmm. people love to talk about Patrick Kane and his deal. <laughs> yeah. And then Mark Stone, who's better than Patrick Kane, is making less money than him. Yes. Now, uh, Martin sends bias. I mean, is but it no, Mark Stone is legit? Is it, is it sends bias if Mark Stone's not on the sense? I don't know. Well, he has a soft spot in his heart for Mark Stone. Honestly, I do too. I have a Mark Stone bobblehead because <laughs> we went to an Ottawa Sunday. Mark Stone, London Knight, uh, not London, Golden Knights jersey. I think it would be sick jersey to have. I would like him to get the captain. Yeah, once he gets the captain. Oh, <laughs> once he gets the captain. Okay. <laughs> He's good, man. He is every aspect of his game is like perfect. Like offensively, defensively, steals really the puck good everywhere. Like he he doesn't lose puck battles. Like every single puck battle he goes into, he just comes out with it. Like he's just good everywhere. Like I don't I know I will never understand why people continue on to underrate him. You just need to watch him play. He even has all the stuff that, yep. like, he does all the stuff that people love to talk about and say that analytics don't count, which is, like, winning puck battles and doing all the good things right defensively and being in the right position. He does all that stuff as long with being just sick. People like to say time. he's not point per game. I Like, with Vegas... He has 12 points in seven games last year and 15 and 13 this year in playoff games. Yeah, he's, he's, point, he's basically a point-per-game player as well. Yeah, 100, and, like, pretty much. And also, for all the people like that are like, he wasn't point-per-game in Ottawa. Like, how many players were point-per-game in Ottawa? <laughs> how many <laughs> Eric people, Carlson was. How many yeah. players could be point-per-game in Ottawa? You have one generational defenseman. Who was point per game once? <laughs> you know, 
What? What did you say? Markstone was a late bloomer for points. Like, he had the defensive side down from the beginning. Yeah. The thing and is, he kind he's of kind of bit points lately. Yeah. Well, he kind of like just became better and better. Like, he's one of the rare guys that took all the way until he was like 27 to reach or 28 to reach his peak, basically. Yeah. Like, all right. He... Anyways, so that was it for the Talk <laughs> Hockey podcast. Yeah. <laughs> not to cut you off there, Eric, but uh, I'm hungry, man. It's fucking dinner time, dude. Dude, you got to eat before the pod. Yeah, I work until six, six, man. Just take five minutes and eat. It doesn't take that long. Holy fuck. How yeah. long do you take to eat You're dinner? It takes five minutes. You're at home. Okay, okay. And you start, okay, and you start work at like 10. No, I start work at eight most days, actually. Oh, do you? Like, you do I work, it? I work that overtime. Make okay. that, uh, oh, that extra honestly, money, man. Respects. respects. <laughs> Eric wasn't that busy when I sat in on the thing. I was not. I was not busy when Martin, Martin was there, dude. I was. I was He's like working shit. out and shit. We're away from his computer in the like the kitchen area for forty five minutes, probably. <laughs> Jeez. No, that wasn't that long. It was probably like twenty minutes. Mm, I'm never away from my desk because <laughs> then if I don't answer an email, people get annoyed. Um, anyways, thank you for listening to Talking Hockey Podcast. Uh, follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple. Leave us a review, please. It helps us out. If you sat through this whole thing, you you can take another you know minute to leave us a review. And Luke's gonna put, <laughs> Luke's gonna put an outro to this anyway, so I don't know why I'm bothering to do this. Bye. <laughs> the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you much more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.